You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, and it is very good Friday. It is a very good Friday because the Supreme Court justices who Donald Trump appointed were able to get some things done despite a, uh, a president who has completely taken a uh, crap on the Constitution the last three years, including literally uh, getting the uh, the DHS to work with the FBI and the DOJ to crush the free speech of American citizens. And they've been able to do this wholesale because, you know, people like Kevin McCarthy and others sit on their hands rather than impeach people. And so the Supreme Court is getting it done. Supreme Court, you know, they got rid of Roe v. Wade. We were told that there would be back alley abortions and everybody was going to die and women were going to do this. And guess what happened? A whole lot more babies lived. And women are beginning to realize that really the most incredible thing that they they have in their possession is the ability to have a child, not the ability to kill the child. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Women were sold a bill of goods. And if you don't believe me, uh, look at the same people who pushed uh, the abortion uh, issue. They're the ones who are saying that uh, men ought to be able to compete with women and destroy their college careers and their dreams. Kind of makes you feel like you're being played a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. It's kind of that way. It's like the same people who uh, who said that you know you, you that uh, uh, affirmative action of school and college admissions and M- Michelle Obama and Barack Obama, who by the way were born with silver spoons in their mouths and never had to do a damn thing. Barack Obama was rich and raised in privilege, like you would never believe. Both of them went to Ivy League schools. Neither one of them have anything to do with America's inner cities. So rather than you know focusing on getting kids into Harvard like they were, how about focusing on Getting kids out of high school, being able to read and write. You never say a damn thing about those, do you? Let's see. We got the uh, the loans, the student loans, by the way, no longer. You know, if you, you got to pay them if you took them out. So Joe Biden can't buy votes with that. You got a graphic designer in Colorado who's won her First Amendment uh, 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 victory. She was uh, being told by a gay couple that you have to design our wedding website. And she said, well, it, I don't hate gay people, but I can't do that. It's religious convictions. So they decided to be D-words about it. Instead of going to another designer, they... Uh, they sued, and free speech won. Too bad, so sad. You got that. You've got, uh, I mean, look at this. Look at all the victories. They're just stacking up, stacking up left and right. Let's go to Doug in D.C., or I should say leaving D.C. right now. Doug, how you doing, my friend? Happy Friday. And happy Friday to you. I just want to say one thing, what you just said. I, I want to say that thank God for, I know a lot of people get mad at Mitch McConnell, but he kept Garrett, you know, uh, Garland off the Supreme Court, him and you know, and that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I I will give him that credit. That would be the only thing I possibly <laughs> would even consider giving him credit for. <laughs> but it is a good day, don't you say? Don't you think, Doug? It is a good day, and I was just I was just in your discussion about the the uh, school loans. Is what kills me is the reason why these schools are charging so much money is because the government shoveled all this money out there without, you know, having any sort of concept of, you know, maybe if you're getting a doctor's degree, it's worth getting that much debt. But if you're, like you said, you know, you know, lesbian basket weaving, 
you're not going to be able to pay off the loan. But but that's one reason why all the prices went up, because there's easy money. It's sort of like what they did when they caused the housing crisis by shoveling all this money out, regardless of whether a person could pay it back or not. 1,000, you're exactly right. That's the perfect model for this, Doug. And higher academia, they know that the government has their back. The teachers' unions, they know that the government, the Democrats have their back, and they always just thought you keep raising it up and raising it up. This uh, this, uh, this was a very, when you, when you really look into it, uh, just a really disgusting uh, attempt to buy votes and to uh, and to pay off people in higher education for this ridiculous increase in in prices that people have to endure to go to college it is it's absolutely ridiculous the, the universities are money machines that's all they really are anymore i appreciate the phone call doug you don't want to hear something funny you want to hear something funny Joe Biden is out, and he's uh, touting Bidenomics. They're trying to make Bidenomics into something positive. I mean, it's like literally taking the word turd and making it into something awesome. Like, hey, man, I got to tell you, this turd sure is awesome. Man, turd rocks. Put a bumper sticker on your car that says turd. Get your, uh, you know, your, uh, your personalized license plate, turd one. That's what Joe Biden's trying to do to Bidenomics, even though his, uh, his uh, Bidenomics have failed Failed wholesale. Here's Larry Kudlow yesterday talking about Joe Biden and Bidenomics and how he wins the uh, Pinocchio Award. Middle out, bottom up. What does that mean? No one knows what it means. Nope. Hear this and weep. Yeah. Bidenomics is about building an economy from the middle out and the bottom up, Missouri. not the top down. When I took over. This are completely nonsensical words, just meant to distract. The pandemic was raging and our economy was reeling. The economy was reeling at a 6.5% annual growth rate. Oh, there was that when Donald Trump was president. That was given to him on a silver platter by Donald Trump. Today, the economy is actually reeling at a 1% growth rate. Yeah. So boss Biden gets another bottomless Pinocchio. Yeah, go ahead. And, no, please go ahead and, and go with that uh, on your campaign, how good the economy is. Because uh, you can lie about a lot of things. You can lie about uh, the, the border because people aren't at the border. You can lie about climate change and all this other nonsense. You can lie about all this. But ultimately, when people hear you say Bidenomics is working and they look at where they are now versus where they were three years ago when Donald Trump was in office, it's undeniable. So you can say all you want. But it ain't going to mean anything to people who have to shop at Dollar General for their groceries now and people who had to come out of retirement to work two or three jobs just to pay the same bills they did three years ago. Nice try. Oh, God, the wheels are coming off this thing. I love it. In every way, shape, and form, the last two weeks have been so epic with Supreme Court rulings, all of the, the knowledge now we have about the Joe Biden family, the crime family coming out, all of the knowledge that we found out about how the federal government was behind all of this misinformation, disinformation to go after conservative speech, all of this is coming to the light of day. This is the most impactful time in my lifetime politically for the rebirth of freedom in America. It really is. This is really awesome. Because they're really trying to crush it. They're, they tried every way, shape, and form to crush freedom of speech and expression. Whether you, you don't want to use somebody's preferred pronouns or, or whether your bakery doesn't want to cook a cake for a gay couple, you go to another bakery. Or, or whether you, know, you, you want to say, hey man, I think that ivermectin might work. Or maybe the, the vaccine is a joke. It doesn't prevent infection. 
How about all that? Oh, it's a glorious time. It really is. We are going to have to go through many more tribulations. Don't get me wrong, but we're winning. Geraldo has quit Fox News. You hear about this? This is the only liberal I've ever heard of who quit when the network went left. Here he is on his sailboat yesterday talking about his departure. You go faster on the boat than you would uh, trying the Long Island Expressway. So it doesn't look like I'm going to be on the five. I mean, I'm not going to be on the five. I've been fired from the five. And as a result of that, I quit Fox. So I'll have more to say about that on Fox and Friends tomorrow morning. Thank you. Now, you know the interesting thing. Um, Geraldo has gone left in the last few years. And he's defending the defenseless. And I was thinking about this. I mean, what is the advantage to having a leftist on your, uh, you know, you could conservative station, say, for instance, Newsmax. We got this uh, Chris Plant show, and you got a guy on there who's a, who's a young guy. He's a, a Democrat, and he's completely wrong about everything. And, uh, you know, why do we even have him on? Because what generally it does with a conservative audience just pisses them off, you know, a lot of the times. But you know what? Honestly, I like the discussion. I, I like to see it. Because I see arguments parroted that, that honestly are intellectually and morally bankrupt, and they're easy to defeat, and it's nice to expose them rather than just reinforcing your beliefs all the time, you know? And then I thought about the, the uh, MSNBC. The only conservatives they let on are people like S.E. Cup or Chris Christie who've sold out their conservative cred to be on the networks. So what would you rather have, somebody who really is the opposite of the uh, lion's share of the viewership or somebody who just pretends to be. Uh, I personally, I could give a rat's behind about Geraldo Rivera. I really, you know, I mean, I don't dislike the man. I think he's a pretty decent and good guy. He's lived an extraordinary life. He's completely wrong about everything. He's 80 years old, and he's still, you know, touting these these ideas and ideals from uh, left-leading baby boomers that have failed time and time again. But I, you know, I guess I'm kind of I'm kind of sad to see him go to be to some degree. You know, it, it, don't you kind of like sitting there and rolling your eyes and going, "Oh God, come on," rather than just getting the same response from all the panelists. You know, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Did you hear about this, uh, Andrea Mitchell? She's in all sorts of trouble because the other night she said on NBC uh, the obvious. And it's not about Joe Biden's age. It's about his brain not working, by the way. They're bringing up this thing about age. And Andrea Mitchell, 76 years old, and she talked the other night about Joe Biden's age. She's getting all sorts of heat about it. Here she is, by the way. Amidst poll numbers in our NBC News poll showing two-thirds of voters have concerns about the president's age, something he obviously can't do anything about. It's not about his age. Oh, making self-deprecating jokes, though, about it to try to defuse the issue. It's not going to go anywhere because, you know, his brain doesn't work. A new NBC News analysis shows that Biden has been cracking jokes about his age more often than usual. It's the new funny. NBC News poll shows 68% of all voters say that they are concerned about President Biden having the necessary mental and physical health to do the job. There you go. And, of course, everybody's going crazy. Dear Andrea Mitchell, a reminder that Nancy Pelosi is older than Joe and ran circles around Donald Trump every day. That's funny. It's not true. But certainly, uh, Nancy kind of has more of a brain than uh, than uh, than uh, Joe Biden. Uh, here's another uh, Twitter. Uh, 76-year-old Andrea Mitchell declares Biden is too old to be president. Wonder how she'd feel if uh, told her she was too old for a t t job being a TV journalist. Well, again, her brain works. 
and Joe Biden's doesn't. Like yesterday when he was on talking to Nicole Wallace on MSNBC and out of nowhere he just gets up and leaves the interview live on camera, gets up out of the chair, walks away. Well, and and the ones that didn't vote for your bills but run on them. That's right. Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's great to have you. Thank you. you. Walking away. See you later. Bye. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. She's Uh, in there. Okay, well, that's kind of weird. And then here's Pete Booty Gig, or Pete Boot Edge Edge, the transportation secretary who doesn't know anything about transportation, saying that he didn't have any problem with Joe Biden's age. What do you say to people who are concerned about his age and slip ups like the one he had today? About his age. Well, what I say is I wish you could be in a room with him the way I often am, seeing how he is simultaneously focused on a big picture vision. Yeah, he only collapses mentally in public. He's perfectly fine when the cameras are off. And very focused on details. I'll tell you, we've had, uh, uh, for example, meetings on some of the work that we've been doing. Why does he change in public then? With rail infrastructure. If anything, you'd be more focused in public. Where he winds up drilling in on questions so detailed, we have to go back and set up another meeting or pull in uh, experts from Amtrak. Like the other day in a meeting, he said, are we getting vanilla or chocolate pudding tonight? That's how focused he is. To help uh, satisfy the president's uh, desire for detailed information and his focus on. Yeah, you know what? Nobody believes you. Nobody believes you. Nobody believes that. Even Democrats. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I, and, I, and I posted this on Twitter the other night. If you think that Democrats are fine with Joe Biden and everything's cool and they're not panicked, you're out of your mind. They are freaking the freak out. They are doing everything they can to keep their heads from exploding because they know that supporting Joe Biden like Pete Buttigieg is a lie and everybody knows it. You know why? Because even some Democrats aren't stupid. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's The Rob Carson Show. The child of Hunter Biden and a former stripper will select uh, one of his paintings to keep as a part of the child support settlement after a judge modified the agreement to lower the financial support. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Biden is giving his biological daughter parting gifts. Isn't that nice? Here's Jim Gossett. Hunter Biden is suing his baby's mama. You get one of my paintings, darling. Don't call me. Saying that she doesn't have a claim. Class act, old Hunter Biden. Yeah, I'll tell you. She wants to name her little daughter Navy Joan Biden. Navy Joan. He don't want her to have the Biden name. I don't think I want that name right now or ever. A judge made Hunter pay back child support. $20,000 a month, down to five. This deadbeat dad should hang his head in shame. But she gets a painting. And now he wants to deprive his little daughter once again. Pretty sickening. He don't want her to have it. I wonder why she can't have it. I know. He don't want her to have the Biden name. Yeah. That's uh, that's a Biden.
right, the name's going down in value. It's interesting. She gets to choose a painting. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the Biden would have to assign the child some of his paintings, but the exact number is, uh, is redacted now. Everybody knows it's not the value, uh, the paintings that make the value. It's who sells the paintings. And I'm presuming that uh, this little girl who's being ignored by her father uh, won't be able to sell them to Chinese officials in exchange for... In, in exchange for government corruption, really, I mean, honestly, as, as a dad, who, as a man here, whose father left at seven, never, ever called back nothing. Do you know how devastating it is for a kid to have the, the, their biological parents want nothing to do with them? You know how devastating that is? It happens in inner cities all over the place to the tune of about 70% of the time. No dad around. It's just sad, and, and I got to tell you, I wouldn't want the Biden name right now, and that Biden name is going down in value daily, and it will be mud, worse than mud, when all is said and done. Let's go to Michelle in Baltimore. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Well, I want you to know I would have said the same thing about the Joe Biden name. Oh, yep. my goodness. I'd be embarrassed. Yep. Anyway, that's not what I called about. Uh, we're talking about making a living without going to college. So someone in my family was standing online in like a Home Depot kind of place, and he got to talking to the person who was in back of him. It turned out that the person in back of him was a professor of a vocational school. So he asked him, would you be willing to tutor myself and my brother in the course that you're teaching? It seems that he taught air conditioning and refrigeration. So the relative, the guy said, yeah, I, I do that, and he made an agreement of how much money. The guy taught him and his brother, he tutored, tutored him one-on-one. -on -one. He later went into air conditioning, refrigeration business, and he does that to this day. It makes a yeah. really nice living. Makes a good living, yeah. doesn't it? You know, and there's nothing wrong with a trade. A trade, how about that? It's valuable, especially so something like that. He didn't have any college tuition. No college tuition to just pay the guy on an hourly basis and learned it from the professor himself. I love so it. So that was right. item one. Item two I wanted to mention. Real quick. Yes, I'm very energized by this yes. idea of the Supreme Court saying that uh, forget it with uh, affirmative action. But I was wondering, you know, there's what can we do with the energy? I mean, I'd love to hear from someone like Barbara that um, a long time ago there was something called the Peace Corps on, under John Kennedy. There has to be a way to, to mobilize, I don't know, people in the church perhaps to take kids on one-on-one -on -one so they can be interested in being in a family and having a mother and a father, and, and learning something and to understand about family and God. Because if we're not able to get people to have those core values, we're still lost. Amen. Michelle, I appreciate your phone call. Thank you very much for the phone call. Yeah, there, there has to be something societally that happens, particularly in the inner city black community, to save these kids, rather than suddenly acting like we care about them when they apply at Harvard. Michelle and Barack Obama. How about in Baltimore City Schools? How about after 60 years of failing and promising to do better, Democrats start doing something, or better yet, go the hell away and let somebody in charge who will fix it? Because honestly, it hasn't worked. All right, we've got much more coming up, including Trump has a 50-point advantage over DeSantis with young people. Weird. This is The Rob Carson Show. Like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
Coming up, I've got some new polls, including nearly half of Americans say Joe Biden did not get 81 million votes. What? What? Yeah, I know. And uh, then uh, there's a new poll also that says Trump has a 50-point advantage over Ron DeSantis. You think, oh, well, younger guy got to attract younger voters. No, no. Not at all. That's not the case. So we'll get to all of that uh, coming up on the show. Joining us right now, and, I, and I've wondered, and I've been talking about this, I said that clearly the, uh, the uh, policy goals of the Barack Obama administration are being uh, meted out in this administration. It's very clear. I said that, that there is a Maoist, Stalinist takeover of the country. It's very obvious. The class of 1968 is spreading its wings. Barack Obama was the original progeny of the class of 1968. And I said, can all, you can you can literally go back. And, and this is the kind of hubris that Barack Obama had because he knew, like so many Democrats, that he would never be called out on things. So somehow, out of nowhere, on the White House Christmas tree is a, uh, a, a bulb, a Christmas bulb, with mousy tongue's face on it. And everybody's like, why, why the Mao ornament? Well, that, was a, that was a signal, baby. That was a wink and a nod. And now we're seeing that all of this is really coming to fruition. And joining us is uh, somebody who's actually written a book at it, Jamie Glazoff. He's written uh, Barack Obama's True Legacy, How He Transformed America. And he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. How are you doing today? Fantastic. It's an honor and privilege to be here, Rob. Well, I'm, uh, I uh, had alluded to um, Barack Obama telescoping, telegraphing to all of us what his plans were. I mean, we heard literally before Joe Biden was elected that his dream would be to uh, actually have somebody else be in the position, and he's pulling the strings from the. It was his way of saying, this is what I'm going to do. Then we find out that Susan Rice, obviously a big player in the Biden administration, she walked away three weeks ago. So clearly, I, I, I believe, and I think most people who are reasonable intelligent think that Barack Obama started this leftward motion in America and Joe Biden is doing his bidding. What do you think? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, the catastrophe that we see today unfolding in America, you know, a lot of the seeds are in the Obama administration. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, my parents were dissidents in the Soviet Union. We escaped from that hellhole when I was a little kid. So what's really scary for me is that we escaped the Soviet Union but the Soviet Union has come to us now here in America. So what I did is uh, I gathered 11 experts throughout the world to write 18 essays in this book, and we cover everything. These experts show that Obama, for instance, enabled ISIS. He enabled Palestinian terrorism. He betrayed Israel. Just how he fanned the flames of racial tensions in the United States. It's just it's a book that shows just the catastrophe that Obama was. And uh, everything we see today, this is just an extension, as you said, Rob, of uh, just this, uh, this hatred of the country. James, you uh, you said you were you escaped uh, from the Soviet Union. Your parents, when you were very young, so when you heard the word disinformation, which of course uh, Joseph Stalin termed disinformatia in 1923, did that signal to you what what was happening in the country, among other things? Well, absolutely, it's very scary just in terms of the censorship we see, in terms of how all truth tellers are being marginalized in our society now in terms of the censorship this all happened in the soviet union this is uh we see a bolshevik coup happening in america now it's very very clear 
Uh, it's a Bolshevik revolution. Everything that the Bolsheviks did in the Soviet Union, step by step, we see this happening in the United States. It's just happening in a different form. Uh, and it's a very frightening period. It's a very depressing and sad thing, especially for those who escape totalitarian countries that love this country so much. I think we see it clearer on some levels than a lot of Americans do. Well, J Janie, the other day I saw a meme that it showed the, some of the bigger uh, evil dictators in America, and of course the picture of uh, Joe Biden, which, by the way, they did to Donald Trump. But you see, uh, you see Stalin. Uh, Stalin he introduced uh, misinformatia and disinformatia. Uh, Joe Biden uh, used those Stalinistic tactics to shut down free speech. You had the Mao, and Mao, of course, he did the Cultural Revolution, which uh, people were made to believe one thing. Uh, those who did not believe were sent to re-education camps, forced to kowtow, publicly humiliate themselves. Then you've got uh, Adolf Hitler, and you can say that uh, uh, the summer of 2020 and the night of Donald Trump's um, inauguration could be considered to be um, uh, 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 the night of broken glass because they attacked storefronts and terrified people who were not uh, down with the leftist uh, agenda. Then you saw a Reichstag moment on January the 6th, and I said the only difference now is uh, Joe Biden has used all of those. The only thing we haven't had is a genocide, and and I hope to pray that, that that doesn't ever happen, Jamie. But honestly, he's played he's taken cards from the other uh, the other great dictators of the past. Well, absolutely, and the only reason they can't hurt people more is just because they don't have the power. Because, you know, the left, it's totalitarian by its very basic nature. And uh, they're preparing a gulag. It just, it's just a matter of time till they get the power to do it. And they love to brand all their opponents Nazis. Uh, this is a basic tactic of the Democrats. The Bolsheviks did it as well. And today, you know, what's really horrifying, Rob, is we've got the FBI now in parking lots taking down numbers of license plates of parents that don't want drag queens dancing in front of their children. Uh, instead of looking into people like Hunter Biden and, you know, people that are really hurting this country, it's a and very Jamie, frightening development. And, and what about FBI agents and law enforcement in church parking lots during COVID taking down license numbers? Dear God in heaven. I mean, have you ever seen anything like what they did with the First Amendment with regard to COVID, telling people they couldn't go to church, they could not assemble, they could not speak? Are you kidding me? Now, the only difference, Jamie, in we're talking to Jamie Glazoff, he's written this uh, terrific uh, compendium of essays about uh, Barack Obama. Obama and and the reason why the country is here is essentially because of his radical ideas and he's still uh, pulling the strings but the book is called Barack Obama's true legacy how he transformed America but I, I believe we're starting to really understand this that the light of day is coming to this we had some very large Supreme Court victories between yesterday and today which I'm very uh, sure you're very familiar with so Jamie do you believe that maybe uh, we've we've turned the corner here beginning to see the turn turn the corner here because this has never been tried in a country that had 250 years of the first and second amendments do you do you see this thing beginning to turn well, that's a very good question, Rob. Look, there's always hope because of the beautiful, wonderful foundations of this country. Uh, and there's so many Americans that we know that, you know, love this country and believe in these principles. But it's a battle because the left, they fight 24-7. They're very organized. 
They've been doing this for decades. They've taken over Hollywood. They've taken over academia. They've taken over media. They've taken over all the institutions. And so Americans really have to wake up, and uh, we got to fight political war. The left fights political war 24-7, and conservatives have to understand these people hate us. They hate America. And as Ronald Reagan said, every generation is only one generation away from slavery. So we, it doesn't come easy. It doesn't come at an easy price. We really got to stand up to these people. Jamie Glazoff, I appreciate you joining me today. The book is called Barack Obama's True Legacy, How He Transformed America. I am optimistic, Jamie. Uh, like I said, these things have never been tried in a country that had 250 years of the First and Second Amendments, the most powerful pieces of legislation ever passed in human history. So we will see. Uh, have a glorious Fourth of yeah. July weekend, sir. Where can people find you on the, on the web? Well, I'm the editor of David Horowitz's Front Page magazine, so everybody should go to frontpagemag.com. David Horowitz is a former leftist that left the left, so he knows how to battle them the best. So yes. go to frontpagemag.com, and you can get also get my book there. And uh, let's wake up and fight for this country. It's the most precious experiment on the face of the earth. All right, my friend. Have a, have a great Fourth of July weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rob, so much. You That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I, I, I'm optimistic because we're fighting back. I really am. I'm, I'm optimistic, and I, I, I believe that uh, we are, we're beating back all of this nonsense. I mean, look at what happened this uh, Pride Month, all of this nonsense being forced down people's throats. We, have, it's a, you know, we keep being, being presented with you know, America being the greatest country to ever live, uh, to ever exist in history. It is. There's no doubt about it. It was revolutionary. It changed the earth. We went from you know, uh, three-month trips across the country in covered wagons to uh, uh, where half of your party would die of diphtheria to uh, flying coast-to-coast five and a half hours going west, five hours going east, and then flying to the moon and playing golf on it. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't China who did that. China's just now, they haven't even put somebody on the moon. We played golf on it 50 years ago. So it's worth defending because it has been the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. It ushered in this $1,200 piece of computer hardware you literally have the library of alexandria times ten thousand right now in your pocket america it wouldn't exist without it london was around for a thousand years and they never figured out the internal combustion engine there you go all right Half of, uh, half of American voters say that Biden did not get 81 million votes. Isn't that kind of weird? It's kind of like weird. You shouldn't say anything about that because it's disinformation. Half of voters, according to Rasmussen, say there's no way President Biden got 81 million votes in the 2020 election. 66% of those polled are concerned that the outcome of the 2024 election will be affected by cheating. And you know, KT McFarland said that on Newsmax just a couple of months ago. That's why I saved this. We now have black and white evidence that the FBI interfered in the 2016 election. And then when they fail to get their candidate elected, Hillary Clinton, then they just set out to destroy the Trump disinformation so then go back go up to 2020 it was the cia this time yeah. that got involved FBI. in the 2020 election That's with true. those 51 former intel agents who talked about the hunter biden laptop it was a lie russian disinformation yeah. so they've gotten away with it for two elections 
they're for sure going to get away with it, try to get away with it in 24, right? Because there's no consequence. The difference is in 2024, the evidence is there. We now have the Durham investigation. We have all the congressional investigations. There is now hard evidence that there was election interference by oh, the U.S. intelligence weird. agencies and the Department of Justice. You know, it's kind of weird because uh, you weren't allowed to talk about the 2020 election forever. In fact, you know, a lot of people don't even talk to it this day. Because you were immediately told that everything was perfectly fine, even though you said, holy crap, everything wasn't fine. And a million people showed up in Washington, D.C. because they didn't feel it was fine. And here's Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr, she took all sorts of heat the other day. Supposedly, she's anti-Semitic. She's not, actually. She was being being facetious. But here she is talking about that election and what happened. That of these 81 million supporters who gave him more more votes than any president has ever gotten before he came with a mandate from these 81 million voters oh yeah and uh you know i'm just glad that they were very careful to make sure that nobody could um detract from that proven truth that they mandated that that was the truth and that nobody could say well what about no so the government made it a mandate yeah because you know youtube did and so did uh, all oh, the social... so you can't speak? You can't even speak on that huh, in weird. those platforms? You know, the there election was election. rigged. Or, yeah. Right. That... Why is that? You used to be able to have an opinion on everything. And, and the government decided all of a sudden that half of the country couldn't have an opinion if it disagreed with the government. That's all a lie. The election was not rigged. 36 counties can give you 81 million votes. Right. That's a fact. Yeah. So it wasn't rigged? Of course not. Yeah. 36 She's... counties... Have 81 million people in. That's right. 36 counties have 81 million people living in them. Of course he won. See? That's the truth. It is the absolute truth. It is the absolute truth. Surely, surely, it is uh, the absolute truth. 1,000%. No, not at all. So, yeah, here's the question. It's actually a statement. There's no way Joe Biden got 81 million votes in 2020. 33% of voters said they strongly agree. 44% said they disagree. 35% said they strongly disagree with the question. 72% of Republicans believe it. 31% of Democrats somewhat agree. 45% of voters not affiliated with either party say that Joe Biden didn't get 81 million votes. It's kind of crazy, kind of weird. And then there's this. This is really weird. You better be sitting down for this. Because, you know, uh, if you're over 50, nobody under 50 would vote for you because, you know, you're old and everything. Well, a new Fox News poll shows that Ron DeSantis is behind uh, Donald Trump by 50 points among voters under the age of 45. That's like saying that women will only vote for a woman. It's stupid. Doesn't make any sense. It's about ideas. The nationwide poll uh, taken in uh, June 23rd through the 26th says that uh, uh, Trump has a 64 to 14% edge over DeSantis in voters under 45. Maybe it's because a lot of Gen Zers have been beaten to snot by the government and mandates and all that and realize that the government lies about everything and Donald Trump is the antidote to that. Maybe it's that. Yeah, I think it's that. Let's take a break and come back at some strong words from Steve Bannon about this. And what about Trump Kennedy? I mentioned this. Now a lot of people are. That's on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show. Dissent is not disinformation. 
It's the Rob Carson Show. Coming up, I've got some reaction from the left to the affirmative action nixing by the Supreme Court yesterday. It was glorious. Uh, Joe Biden has another ad out. Listen to this. You ever see those like ads for ED medications where two guys are just walking along, you know, and one of them says, hey, you know, things haven't been as good with me and the wife in the bedroom. And the other guy goes, well, have you considered uh, looking at ED? Well, what's ED? Well, it's erectile dysfunction. Well, I don't have erectile dysfunction. Yeah, sure you don't. Maybe you ought to go see your well, I'm thinking about it. You know, that kind of thing. And then the other one has the name of the doctor and the prescription. And, and he can even read the taglines of, uh, of the side effects, you know, out of nowhere. Well, that's what this new ad kind of reminds me of. This is, uh, <laughs> listen to this. Joe Biden can barely talk. And Barack Obama is playing along. This is spectacular. Uh, this is real. This is not a parody. This is real. Here's five reasons why I'm asking you to donate $5 to my campaign with some help from a friend. Hey, Barack. Hey, Joe. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Number one, our last campaign was powered by donations from grassroots supporters like you. It's Chinese money. Lots and lots of Chinese money. Number two, your donations are the reason President Biden won the last election. And why I'm still the president behind the scenes. And when he won, he built on our progress with the ACA. He passed the biggest climate bill in world history. Which hasn't done anything. And he brought our economy back from crisis. Now, he actually lowered the uh, GDP to uh, five points, actually, from six and a half to one. That's because of you. Number three, we've got a lot more progress to make. Protecting voting rights, protecting Social Security and Medicare, fighting for our fundamental freedom to love, to make your own health care choices. Yeah, you know what? You, you guys were supposed to fix all that, right? I mean, the infrastructure is going to be taken care of for the last 50 years, and the schools are going to be good, and Social Security is going to be fixed for the last 50 years. You haven't done anything. Uh, <sighs> Let's do some comic relief. This is something that's going around the interweb. What's the song that is played where everybody is on the chair, everybody at the, you know, uh, go, going to uh, the, uh, you know, my mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. I'm going to lose track. My mind's going blank now. Come on. What the hell's going on here? Where the yeah. hell are you? Yeah. My mind's huh. going blank huh. now. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I heading? I keep forgetting I'm present. that on social media <laughs> if you think that democrats aren't freaked out by joe biden right now you're out of your mind they are insane they don't know what's going on and they're afraid of what's going to happen this is the rob carson show joe in america on air and on the world wide web this is the rob carson show and by the grace of god it is finally friday it is, of course, a, a long weekend. It's just so weird for uh, Fourth of July to be on the, you know, Tuesday, because I got to come back on Monday and work. 
and I really like to take Monday off, but you know, whatever, I'll do it. Because you, know, you know what? I'm getting paid to talk on the radio. Trust me, I, I've had to do a lot worse things from working on a farm literally knee-deep in BS until I was 18 years old, and things didn't change. thought you should know <laughs> But, oh, oh, by the way, by the way, a couple things. Uh, uh, points of personal privilege, if you will. Um, I just put up a video of the bathroom that where you heard the construction sounds last week while I was on the air. I put up a video of the bathroom yesterday. I hung the mirror and the towel racks and all that stuff, and I put it on the Twitter. So go to a Twitter, Getter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, to some degree, really don't do it. Um, Truth Social, all of those, Rob Carson Show. And then also, I put before-after pictures so far of me because uh, two weeks ago, a little over two weeks ago, I stopped... Uh, eating processed food, no frozen pizza, no egg rolls, no whatever, uh, and I've lost. I I didn't weigh myself this week. I was down uh, 13 pounds in 12 days. <laughs> and went from a double X shirt to an X. That's how fast. I also don't drink. That helped. I don't drink at all, right? So I, I just cut out. Here's, here's the amazing thing. I'm trying to diet. That that uh, and somebody wrote me on online. Now, is it keto? Is it what I said? No. Um, what I'm doing is I'm uh, I'm eating less. That that's that's uh, that's all. I'm I'm eating less. I'm uh, I'm not I'm not gonna be afraid of carbs uh, because you know um, Jesus Christ walked on uh, the desert with his uh, disciples two thousand years ago. They ate nothing but bread, fish, and wine. None of them were fat. You know so. As far as demonizing food, I don't play that. Homie, don't play that. Now, really hyper-processed food and stuff that isn't food like Cool Whip? No, I'm not going to eat that. So, you know, just doing some natural food and eating less food. And the, and the, and the fat's coming off. So if you want to see the before and after photo, just, and this is only partial of the after. I've still got another 25, 30 pounds to go. And I went in the, in the new mirror in the bathroom, and I saw, are you ready? I began to see him ab i saw an ab it's a little it's right at the very top but i almost see an ab it's crazy crazy it's a good day you know why because kids with worthless degrees have to pay for those worthless degrees and you and i don't have to because the supreme court says so here's jim goss at the cover of the student loan when you go to school it should be a rule the debt is yours alone yep the court said no to Sleepy Joe. You can't cover all the student loans. They ruled six to three. Joe lacked authority to throw the leftist bone. No bone. An enormous cost. Thank goodness Biden lost on his cover of the student loans. Student loan. The government allowed you to delay student it. Loan. The Supreme say that you must repay student it. Loan. Joe got slapped down once again. With his cover on the student loans. Yeehaw! Joe and the left are into massive theft. The cover has been blown. Affirmative action. Bye -bye. It didn't make much sense to transfer this expense with the cover of a student loan. Student loan. It was another form of vote buying. The Supreme Court has the liberals crying. Cover of the student loans. There you go. <laughs> <coughs> I'm 
Excuse me. Yeah, the uh, Supreme Court did some serious butt kicking as far as the leftist agenda and derailed a lot of stuff. It's almost like uh, Donald Trump is like uh, Jason Voorhees. And, uh, you know, you thought they defeated him by, you know, rigging the election in 2020 and all that stuff and all these, uh, these indictments for nonsense and all this persecution and negative coverage. And yet his hands reach up from the icy grave and grab Roe v. Wade and grab affirmative action and grab loan forgiveness and grab the uh, forced indoctrination of business owners into doing things against their religious convictions and that's all in four days actually no it's all in a year by the way like one year all of that so uh, he is the jason Voorhees of uh, of the conservative movement in this country and he's back and he's back so uh, i mentioned that uh, donald trump is 50 points ahead of ron DeSantis with people under 45 and, and again i'm not going to you know, cast aspersions on ron DeSantis. you want to vote for him the go for, vote for Donald Ron DeSantis. I'm I'm open to what go for it, go for it. I'm just telling you, it's a different year this year, okay? And I'm going to share someone who agrees with me, and a lot of people are beginning to. Now, one of the things that I've said the last couple of weeks is uh, I don't like Robert Kennedy's stance on climate change. I think it's nonsensical. Uh, he's very left of center on some issues, but he's also saying really good things about. Well, he's, he's what they call a populist, which means you love America as founded. It means you're a po- populist. That's somehow negative. No, it's, it's, you're a populist, meaning you believe in the uh, popular perception of America as strong, America as founded, etc. That's what populist is in this country anyway. And, uh, and I suggested that, you know, if, if the Republican Party... Uh, puts the thumb on the scale for another candidate other than Donald Trump, but he doesn't get the nomination. And if they do the same thing with Robert Kennedy, then the ultimate blow-up of the party class in this country would be if Trump-Kennedy decided to run third party. And here is Steve Bannon talking about that. You don't think Trump and and Kennedy would be a perfect uh, combination to take down the... Do you think that the administrative and deep state right now are sitting there thinking, hey, Kennedy, Trump, Kennedy combined? Oh, my God. You think they're rooting for that? You think they want that? That's what they want? You think that's what they want? Uh, trust me, they do not. Two of the, the two biggest targets right now of the mainstream media and the deep state and Democrat Party are Donald Trump and RFK Jr. Okay. And that in and of itself is important nobody's going after chris christie nobody's going after tim scott nobody is going after nikki haley nobody is going after mike pence there's a new thing happening in politics in this country even more than the populist nationalist revolt that happened back in the 14 and 15 or started to build and then president trump manifested that with his campaign and what he stood for in his first term yeah. something even deeper is happening and i have said and again i'm, I'm uh, just telling you my political instincts, okay? This is what I hear, and this is what I see, and this is what I know. If you think that 2024 is just another election, like every other election cycle in the past, you're out of your nut. You are not... If you think we're going to go back to little debates and talking about Social Security and talking about, you know, Medicare and talking about whatever, you're out of your mind. Again, here is Steve Mann and also his thoughts on debates, which Donald Trump should not partake in. And you can see it. I can see it quite clearly of how this thing's evolving and developing day by day. As it devolves, as it evolves. In other words, can you hear the people saying? And as it develops, 
the old politics becomes more and more, it becomes fainter and fainter and more and more irrelevant. Listen. And that's why nobody cares about the debates. Nobody cares. In the old days, remember, every candidate would go and the people would track them and they'd say something at a, at a town hall meeting and immediately be, nobody cares. Nope. Nobody cares because it's not important. Nope. In a busy schedule and a busy life and really thinking about the direction of your company, the countries, it doesn't mean anything. But, of course, they, they, the corporate media is always going to have them. Fox is going to churn these guys nonstop, right, trying to get some traction, trying to get some traction, trying to get some critical mass. Yeah, and it's not going to work. It's not going to work. This is uh, Steve Bannon talking about Donald Trump destroying the uh, GOP and the GO- the old school GOP media establishment. This is why. Boy, how do you think the country got in this shape? How many elections have you guys won? How many times you got guys up there? How long has Fox News? How long has Rupert Murdoch been here? Great conservative network. How long have you been around? How long have you been watching Hannity? How many decades? Uh-huh. How did we get in this shape? How did you get here? Because there was never any, until Trump came along, there was nobody to punch them in the mouth. Remember George Bush? George Bush took took a pounding every day. Never spoke up. Being called Hitler and everything. Donald Trump is the opposite of that, and people like it. Okay. And as imperfect as he is, he is an armor-piercing shell. He is a blunt, he gives, you, he gives them blunt force trauma. You know why? Because he doesn't give two fricks, okay? He does not. <laughs> He's seen them. He knows them. He doesn't care. And that's why they hate him. Yeah. And that's why they're out to destroy him. Yeah. And by the way, Trump is saying that he might hold a rally instead of attending the first uh, Republican debate, which I absolutely agree. I would suggest to Donald Trump that he does the uh, live rally opposite of the Republican debate because no one will watch the debate. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Here is uh, one more from Steve Bannon about uh, while the GOP establishment is talking about nonsense, uh, the Democrat Party is wrecking America. Okay, and they're running around. They got Trump. You know, he's t- he's shuffling a paper. And oh my God, that's everything. All twenty four seven, twenty four seven, twenty four seven, twenty four seven, twenty four seven. They sold the country out to our greatest enemy in our history for cash money. All of them. And it's not just the Bidens at the top of the crime organization, but it's all of them. It's all of them. And they went and bribed McCarthy. They gave McCarthy money from Sequoia, and he's covering up. And that's why he's out in Ohio trying to have Mike Turner's back. Yeah, there you go. While they're focusing on nonsense, we've been sold down the river. And, you know, the American people know it. The The American people are done with it. There is an uprising. It's happening right now, man. The, the revolution has begun. The counter-revolution has begun, I should say. The left has been trying this Maoist, Stalinist takeover of the country, and America in the last couple of months has woken up to three years that they've been launching sorties on us. And I, I'm fa- I, I just have a good feeling we're going to win. These Supreme Court victories the last two days, gonna, the left is going to go insane. I still got to get to uh, that. Let's go to Gary in Kingsville, Maryland. Gary, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today, bro? Hey, Rob. Good to hear you. Yes. Uh, listen, the this, this Supreme Court decision regarding, I believe it was a, a web designer, and that, that he was being asked to do something that was in opposition to his faith, yes. and he declined to do it, and so they took him to court, and he has to work his way up and spend all this money to go all the way to the Supreme Court. So it's a different occupation, but we've heard this case before. We've heard it from cake decorators. We've yeah. heard it from florists, that, the, that these people are constantly trying 
to get them to do something that their faith won't let them do, and then take them to court to try to bankrupt them. My uh, question uh, uh, is, Go ahead. My, the theme is always the same in every case. Why isn't the... Why, if, if this is a Supreme Court that talks about constitutional issues, why isn't the issue of freedom of religion sufficient to say that any case, regardless of their occupation, regardless of what they're being asked to do, that these people have a perfect right to say no? Why do we have to keep having different people go to court? Because the Democrat Party are like velociraptors looking for weaknesses in the electric fence. That's why. So what's the electric fence? Well, the electric fence is the Supreme Court. The electric fence is higher education, and they keep looking for little ways to get past it. Little well, ways to what? get past it. Testing it with different cases. Test, testing it with cake why, decorators. Why it testing it with whatever. What? Why is it that some Supreme Court decisions are considered landmark decisions? Why wouldn't this one be a landmark decision that, that has greater impact? Well, it, it is a landmark decision to some degree. Uh, I'm sure there are nuances associated with all of them. And as far as the cake decorator case, I, I would have to make some comparisons. I but, think that cake decorator actually got hit twice. I think after the yeah. Supreme Court ruled, ruled last time, they came back and sued her again. Well, I mean, didn't... Later, somebody's got to stop this harassment. Yes. Well, like I said, they are like velociraptors. They just when you think that the electric fence will contain them, they try another angle, uh, and they try to find a friendly, friendly justice. They they try to find a friendly justice. They find a. They don't care about freedom. They don't care about the Constitution. They're constantly trying to push their agenda, and their agenda, Gary. In case you haven't figured it out, is forcing you to believe a certain way rather than making you believe uh, with facts and evidence and morality. Rob, I figured it out, brother. What we need is somebody to turn the power on the fence so they get bitten whenever they do it. Uh, hell yeah, and I think that guy is a comb over and a slightly orange face. Uh, Gary, thanks for the phone call, bro. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. The left is blowing. Their their heads are blowing off because they just lost three major Supreme Court decisions, uh, one of them having to do with student loan uh, buyouts, uh, uh, buying student uh, people with student debts, buying their votes, half a trillion dollars. Bye-bye. Sorry, got paid yourself. Too bad, so sad for you. Sucks to be you. I know that 20 million of you already applied. Well, tell you what, instead of applying to get your student loans erased, uh, go apply at another job to pay it off. How about that? Yeah, that sucks, don't it? Then there's a graphic designer in Colorado. She does not have to do a graphic, uh, a website for a gay couple getting married. She's she's homophobic. No, no. No, she just doesn't agree with it. She, you know, go do it at another web designer. Okay, got that. Uh, Oh, and then affirmative action. You know, you got to actually get good grades and uh, have a winning track record of academic success to get into college. You know, it's amazing that the Obamas don't give a rat's behind about what's going on with young black kids in Chicago, but they're perfectly, they're very concerned when they get to the store, the steps of Harvard. It's kind of weird. While this is happening in Chicago. Just after 10 o'clock last night, hundreds of teens took to the streets, shutting down Belmont for hours. There was no celebration yesterday. It was just pure chaos. 
Roddy Hashish is the manager of the Slice Shop, the restaurant. Just wow, his last name is Hashish. Steps from the Belmont Red Line stop was surrounded. He shared this video he took from inside the store of teens dancing on cars and drinking in the streets. Right away, we decided to close both uh, the store and the restaurant, and we just we stayed all night watching, making sure nobody. Yeah, it's happening all over the country. It's happening all over the country, and uh, it's because of failed Democrat policies, the Great Society, terrible Democrat schools, the collapse of the black nuclear family. All of that stuff. And, and the Obamas don't give a rat's behind about it until they want to go to Harvard. This is, uh, this is a statement from, I believe this is, this is Michelle. Michelle, her heart is broken for the students. She could give a rat's behind about the children being murdered every weekend in Chicago. She's never said anything about them. So often we just accept that money, power, and privilege are perfectly justifiable forms of affirmative action. You're the one who got it for doing nothing. You're worth hundreds of millions of dollars for doing nothing. While kids growing up like I did are expected to compete when the ground is anything but level. Out of college, she got a $300,000 poser job at a hospital. She's never done anything to deserve what she makes. She just has a massive chip on her shoulder. This is Barack. Like any policy... Uh, affirmative action wasn't perfect, but it allowed generations of students like Michelle and me to prove we belong. I went to the Punahou School in Hawaii, and my grandmother was a really rich banker, and uh, my mother was white, but that's okay. Uh, and I'm not anything like these kids in Chicago who I wouldn't give the time of day. I just added that, actually. Now it's up to all of us to give young people the opportunities they deserve and help students everywhere benefit from new perspectives. Well, the, op the opportunities have to start in preschool. Because by the time they're out of high school and they don't know how to read, they ain't going to get into Harvard. And they're not going to get into wherever. Coming up, I've got this EEOC commissioner. Now, I'm thinking that uh, somebody from the EEOC, the e e Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, is going to be left of center like, uh, like Alejandro Mayorkas is left of center. But I'm going to tell you, this woman yesterday who spoke to the media, Andrea Lucas, predicted that the Supreme Court ruling on affirmative action will eventually kill off DEI and all of this equity crap spreading across the country, including to the government. And the government has made it a top priority, which means the government, this is not an organic movement to equal anything. This is about socialism. This is about uh, not raising the boats of poor black children but lowering the standards of everybody to that because of failed Democrat policies across the country, in America's inner cities, things like the Great Society, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You want to listen for this because it's fantastic. Also, a candidate for president, Tim Scott, sounds off on it as well. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. A little Volbeat for you. 
V-O-L-B-E-A-T. That's the music you're listening to right now. They're a really good band. Uh, so Keith Olbermann, reliably insane and unreasonable person, says this morning on Twitter, uh, do you think uh, Alito, Roberts, and Thomas and their owners and pimps understand that Roe, student debt, affirmative action, the entire litany, that they are fomenting a revolution in this country to which I wrote, hey, dumbass, uh, they are the revolution. All right? That's the revolution. Uh, what they've done with their rulings the last couple of days are the revolution. They are the revolution turning black back from the uh, from the absolute bat guano craziness of the left. So they are the revolution. Of course, he wouldn't understand that because he's an idiot. Uh, and he's also uh, got some anger issues. And he's pretty much insane. Other than that, I just love me some Keith Olbermann. I mean, he's... No, I can't stand him. Anyway, here is uh, this morning somebody who I actually respect, uh, Charles Payne. This is Charles Payne um, on Fox talking about uh, affirmative action and hear what he has to say about it. In that that press conference, how is this fair to bar students who've worked their ass off to get the best grades out there, to sacrifice so many things and say, no, you don't get it because maybe your family had money? You know, and particularly the Asian kids in this country have been dominated. But this is the best news for black Americans. It can be. It can be Why? if we allow it, because maybe now we will demand strong educations for our kids beginning in kindergarten. That's so, what I said. This kind of thing becomes a moot point. Mm. We never, we should never even have to consider things like this if it wasn't for the bigotry of low expectations. Yes. Mostly by liberal cities that do not think highly of black people. Yes. Oh, they like us, but they don't think we're smart. And so the Faustian deal has always been, we'll give you a watered-down education, your kids will graduate 12th grade with an 8th grade reading level, but we'll make it up to you. We'll give you fair housing, we'll give you food stamps, we'll find a way to make it up, we'll push affirmative action, we'll get you in the jobs that you may not necessarily be qualified for. That's the Faustian deal. It's time to end the Faustian deal. And, And if all else fails, we will give you reparations. Yeah. They'll give you a government check. That'll fix it. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, uh, I wrote this yesterday on Twitter. Let me find it here. Yeah, here it is. In the past, Democrats stood in schoolhouse doors to block access to minority kids. They had to relent. Then they proceeded to make sure black schools were the worst in our nation. Baltimore, St. Louis, Gary, Indiana, Chicago, all run by Democrats. Uh, there is a great awakening happening in this country, and, and it's happening with even with black people, particularly about the Democrat Party. What the Democrat Party, I mean, honestly, decreasing uh, returns, right? Isn't that what it all is about? It's, uh, it's, dec- it's decreasing uh, returns. All right, I saw this. is kind of interesting. This is a, a man. I don't know who this guy is. He's just a man. He happens to be a black man, and he did this big rave uh, on, uh, on social media. Traditionally, he's a Democrat, and, and he's, uh, he's talking about Hunter Biden. You know, Joe Biden, he's a very racist man. I'll, I'll show you in a second here. But, uh, but listen to what this man had to say about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden getting a slap on the wrist for not paying taxes on millions of dollars of illegally gotten money. And he smoked crack. And he had an illegal gun. For the fact that Hunter Biden smoked crack with a fucking firearm. Oh, no, okay, okay, all right, there you go. That was, uh, that was not the bleeped version of that. Uh, anyway, he said that Hunter Biden smoked crack and had an illegal firearm. How many black men do you suppose are uh, involved or in jail because of that? To which I say, well, this makes a lot of sense because Joe Biden is a racist. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, 
and you ain't black. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Well, you got the first sort of mainstream African American. Yeah. So after all of the, uh, the you know, the, the Democrat Party is this and that, the Democrat Party is going to take care of that, and the Democrat Party is going to fix education. They never do, and the Democrat Party is going to do this and that. And I've told you about the Democrat Party and African Americans. What they do is they just know that they're reliably going to get black votes, so they don't do anything. All they do is promise, and they never deliver. And look, look at America's inner cities. Look at the schools. They're crap. Aren't you getting tired of this? Aren't you getting a little tired of this? Andrea Lucas is a uh, 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 equal opportunity, equal employment opportunity commission commissioner, and she was on uh, TV last night talking about the uh, getting rid of affirmative action and how good it is. And what? And I want you to listen. I thought she'd be a commie lib, typical government bureaucrat, but she's she's brilliant. Listen. My reaction is that actually the Supreme Court is finally bringing into alignment education law with employment law. For uh, over 40 years, the Supreme Court has been more conservative on employment law and has restricted any use of race uh, motivated by interests like diversity or equity. So employment law has actually uh, discovered this new thing that they can sneak it in, calling it DEI and equity. So they can still do the same stuff that the Supreme Court said is now not legal, but they just call it something else. Or systemic racism or societal discrimination. So really, I find uh, the court's opinion today really to just be reaffirming what the court has held in other areas about the fact that we should not be using race as a justification for any decision making. I'm like going, wait, there's no way that she is on the Equal uh, Employment Opportunity Commission. But... I mean, wow. Here she is talking a little bit more about affirmative action going bye-bye and how good that is. Well, I think universities may try to pivot into uh, uh, decisions that are not as overtly uh, based on race. They They'll try to hide behind other factors. Yep. Um, but I think that's unfortunate because when you're making explicit race decisions or if you're... Yeah. Uh, if you're making explicit race decisions, then that's no way to operate. Now, think about this. <sighs> I guess, am I the only person who gets satisfaction from achieving things myself? Uh, it's the greatest thing in the world. It's the greatest thing in the world. And uh, to, to just be handed something, it's never the same, right? It's like, um, okay, public housing. And I'm not saying, good black people, you're being racist. No, I'm not. Think about public housing. When was the last time you went to public housing where public housing was given to someone by the government and the people took care of it like it was their own. Never. They're always hellholes. Public housing is always hellholes. Whenever you are not, you don't earn something, you don't uh, appreciate it as much. And you don't learn from the process of getting there. And, and right now, it, it's really funny. The Democrat Party doesn't give a rat's behind about the first 18 years of a minority student's life until they get to college where they'll spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a degree. And, and, uh, and of course, uh, those colleges are staffed by people who parrot left, leftist lines and, and give all their donations to the Democrat Party. This is uh, Andrea Lucas talking about um, uh, 
how this is going to impact the rest of this DEI equity nonsense. Again, like I said, it, it isn't going to change the standards in employment law. It's really just bringing it back into alignment with employment law, which has always been more restrictive in terms of the use of race. It's extremely restrictive in the employment space. But I think this is going to be a wake-up call for employers. Um, today is a time, the best time for employers to take a really hard look at the lawfulness of their corporate diversity programs. Um, yes. Even though many employers don't use the word affirmative action. They're discriminatory. It's rampant today from ESG to focuses on equity. Um, pretty much everywhere, there's a ton of... Equity is a buzzword for communism. Pressure at the corporate... It is. Shut up, it is. 100 across corporate America to... It's talking to leftists. Take race-conscious uh, decision-making, race-conscious uh, actions in employment law. And um, that's been illegal, and it's still illegal. Yeah, and it should be illegal. Uh, and finally, one more cut from uh, Andrea Lucas of the Equal Opportunity or Employment Opportunity Commission. This is uh, this is blockbuster stuff. Yes, uh, I have noticed an increasing number of challenges to corporate DEI programs. And I would expect that this decision is going to shine even more of a spotlight about how out of alignment some of those uh, programs are. And to be clear, I'm not criticizing all diversity programs. No. It really depends on how they're structured. But sure. To the extent that they're explicitly or um, implicitly taking race into decision-making uh, for employment decisions, race-restricted internships, race-restricted... Yeah, race-restricted internships. That's always good. Um, mentoring... Don't apply, whitey! Race-focused... Uh, uh, um, promotion decisions, etc. There's a host of employment decisions. If you're using race as a any factor in your decision making, you're already violating the law. There you go. There you go. One thousand percent. This is what uh, Katanji Brown Jackson said, and it's like wow, eighth grade, you know, uh, eighth grade essay kind of stuff. Uh, with let them eat cake obliviousness. <laughs> I mean, this is like, uh, the majority pulls the ripcord and announces colorblindness for all by legal fiat, but deeming race irrelevant in law does not make it so in life. The court has now been lured into interfering with the crucial work that UNC and other institutions of higher learning are doing to solve America's real world problems. Really, what are you doing about inner city violence and murder and uh, and uh, fatherless homes and abortion rate? How about that there, Katanji Brown-Jackson, please, you're a poser. You don't even know what a woman is. I mean, honestly, and then you open up with this, with let them eat cake obliviousness. <laughs> That's a Supreme Court justice. Does it surprise you? Does it surprise you that a woman didn't know what a woman was? Would open a sentence with something as stupid as this, with let them eat cake obliviousness. <laughs> I mean, honestly, wow, wow. We were right about her. She's not terribly bright. <sighs> and she is the embodiment of why the policy is wrong. Because Joe Biden said she was, he was going to put a black woman on the Supreme Court. And he did. And she's not qualified to be there. There are a million other black women who could have done this. But Joe Biden made it about politics, and he made it about her color and her, and her uh, sex. Clarence Thomas wrote a blistering opinion, which was uh, uh, much smarter than Ketanji Brown-Jackson, and I would venture to say completely schooled her. 
Um, this is what uh, the uh, the Supreme Court justice said. She argued that a few affirmative action programs are legal and necessary to atone for generational discrimination against black people, sins that have never been fully rectified. Uh, in a concurring opinion spanning 59 pages, Thomas wrote an articulate uh, and originalist defense of the colorblind constitution. Deep into the opinion, he says this, and this is, uh, by the way, taken from a Breitbart article I read this morning, Breitbart. Racialism simply cannot be undone by different or more radicalism. Instead, the solution announced in the second founding is incorporated in our Constitution, that we are all equal and should be treated equally before the law without regard for to the race. Only that promise can allow us to look past our differing skin colors and identities and see others for what we really are, individuals with unique thoughts, perspectives, and goals, but with equal dignity and equal rights under the law. That's a far, it's a far cry. It's a far cry from, with let them eat cake obliviousness. Uh, he goes and uh, continues, rather than focusing on individuals as individuals, her dissent focuses on the historical subjugation of black Americans, invoking statistical racial gaps to argue in favor of defining and categorizing, categorizing individuals by their race. As she thinks, sees things, we are all inexorably trapped in a fundamentally racist society with the original sin of slavery and the historical subjugation of black Americans still determining our lives today. I, of course, agree that our society is not and never has been colorblind. Of course not. Regardless of that reality, it does not erase the legal standard established by the 14th Amendment, Thomas explained, which declares that the law may not sort citizens by race. This, he noted, is diametrically opposed to Jackson's view, because Jackson is an ick academic. She's a She's an idiot. Justice Jackson's race-infused worldview falls flat on each step. Individuals are the sum of their unique experiences, challenges, and accomplishments. What matters is not the barriers they face, but how they chose to confront them. And their race is not to blame for everything good or bad that happens in their lives. A contrary, myopic worldview based on individuals' color to the total exclusion of their personal choices is nothing short of racial determinism. Thomas argued that Jackson's push for race-based admissions is not a vanguard of the innocent and helpless, but will only empower privileged elites like Barack and Michelle Obama. Thomas also accused Jackson of perpetrating racial stereotypes and advancing an irrational argument that race-based government intervention will result in a net positive for everyone. Look no further than students who are denied admission because of affirmative action, Thomas, Thomas said. This vision of meeting social racism with government-imposed racism is thus self-defeating, resulting in a never-ending cycle of victimization. There is no reason to continue down that path. And finally, in the ultimate slam dunk of, of Katanji Brown Jackson, he said in the wake of the Civil War, the framers of the 14th Amendment charted a way out, a colorblind constitution that requires the government to at long last put aside the citizen skin color and focus on their individual achievements mic drop mic slam dunk let's take a break and come back it's the rob carson show for all those who are sick and tired of people moving to dc and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours it's the rob carson show
All right, so um, if you are uh, looking at uh, the insanity of the uh, global markets, if you're looking at the bank collapses, about the uh, just the the strangeness of the times, you maybe are considering precious metals for your IRA, part of your IRA. My wife and I are doing this. We are doing this. We're taking the IRA that I had from selling cars, that money, converting it to gold with Swiss America because... Times are really strange. I don't know what's going to happen with global currencies. I don't know what's going to happen in the country. But I want to make sure that we have something that has value if everything else goes to hell in a handbasket. So what I want you to do is grab a pen real quick. I'm going to give you a phone number to text or call to get this secret war on cash from Swiss America. Okay? You owe it to yourself to write this down. I'm telling you, I wouldn't do it. If I weren't serious about it, my wife says, let's do it. So here's the number. It is 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. This is an all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency. It's growing daily. Get the real deal and learn. The secret war on cash free to my listeners. Just mention Rob Carson when you call or text 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646 or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. All right. Uh, last call of the day is going to be Robert in Virginia who wants to talk about uh, Michelle Obama. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I came across an article the other day that I thought you'd find interesting. Um, Affirmative, act, uh, affirmative action did not affect her at all. The reason why she was able to take and get into Princeton was because of her brother, Craig Robinson, who was the fourth highest scoring basketball player for Princeton ever. Her, her, I mean, her mother gave an interview and uh, said that, you know, she, she always had a problem with tests, whereas her brother, he could take and walk around with, an, with a book under his arm and he could take tests and get A's. Yeah, and so yeah. it was because of her brother and her brother only. So it wasn't affirmative action that she was able to take and get into that school. So hey, you I, know what? Uh, Michelle Obama is a spoiled child. Michelle Obama is a spoiled child with a big old chip on her shoulder. And even though she's gotten richer than any coal miner could ever be, be dream of being or any farmer, she still hates everybody because of it. And you know what? I want to tell uh, Michelle Obama she could stick it because uh, that's what uh, that's what I had to say about this uh, this EEOC this uh, this uh, you know affirmative action nonsense. So I'm glad to give it to- Robert. Have a glorious weekend, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, Michelle Obama's a spoiled little child. She had everything handed to her. She's not a farmer. She's not a coal miner. Nonsense. I got to go. We got to come back and wrap things up on this 4th of July weekend. Back in a second. This is the Rob Carson Show. That's it, guys. I'll be back on Monday. Take the podcast with you this weekend, if you would. And then also check out my TV show, Rob Carson's What in the World. It's on all weekend long. Go to NewsmaxTV.com for listings. God bless you. Till Monday. Don't catch the stupid. See you.